This is Raptors Game Night on TSN 1050. The Raptors live here. Siakam scores, but the Raptors down 117-108 with 15 seconds to go. Boston going to dribble out the clock. Kyrie Irving on the bounce, has it on a string. The Boston Celtics use a 13-2 run to close the game, and they defeat the Toronto Raptors. It's a final. Boston 117, Toronto 108. Paul Jones, Sherman Hamilton on the call. Honestly, an entertaining ball game until really the last four minutes where the Raptors were in this one. They're actually up four, 104-100 with four minutes, 22 seconds to go. Then everything went pear-shaped, outscored 17-4 down the stretch. A lack, lack of execution the Raptors' way. The Celtics got whatever they want. And a desperate Celtics team snapped a three-game losing skid. An all-important victory for Boston, 117-108 was the final. Gareth Wheeler, Josh Lewenberg with you back in Raptors control. We will hear from head coach of the Toronto Raptors, Nick Nurse, momentarily. Do you look at tonight as one of those that got away? I know the Raptors were down by 11 at the half, Josh, but they scrapped and clawed and fought their way back in this one. And whenever it's a tight ball game late, you're right in the mix. You got a chance to win this one. And to me, just the lack of execution down the stretch ended up costing them. Like, look, we will dissect the rest of the ball game, but they, at the very least, gave themselves a chance. Yeah, I have mixed feelings about this one because it was certainly a winnable game, right? It, but at the same time, I, I can't say the Raptors lost this one like they coughed it up, they threw it away. No, like the, the Celtics won the game. Boston beat them. Like, I, I don't think any of us were quite sure which Celtics team would come out tonight, just given how inconsistent they've been. But this was certainly the good version. They wanted this one bad. They played really well. They were physical. Kyrie was crazy good in the clutch. And yeah, the the Raptors had their opportunities. You mentioned the the clutch play or lack thereof for the Raptors. Late game execution, an issue. Some really questionable late-game decision-making from the Raptors, and specifically from a couple of Raptors that normally make really good decisions. In Kyle Lowry and Danny Green, they both took a few questionable shots late in the game when their teammate, Kawhi Leonard, had it going. So I thought that was an issue. Of course, three-point shooting Again, 7 for 29. That was a problem. The Raptors bench, while they were better early in the fourth than they were in the first half, low bar, obviously, the bench was an issue in this one. But overall, I think my biggest takeaway tonight, one was that, as you said, another fun, competitive Raptors-Celtics game. But the biggest thing, I think, was just the Celtics were really good because the Celtics, if there was any question, are really good. Right, and... and I think there's a difference letting one slip away and throwing away a ball game. And the Raptors, I mean, they they were in tough no matter what. There was no guarantee that they were going to come away, even if they were rolling all cylinders over the last few minutes. But you were in position to do something and be much more competitive in that final minute. There was that TSN turning point. Kawhi Leonard, shot clock violation. Was it a foul? Some will argue yes. I think cool heads in a game like this acknowledge that it was a shot clock violation. Then Kyrie Irving from deep 
with Kawhi Leonard. They put Kawhi Leonard on Kyrie Irving, stopped, popped, and dropped that three ball, put the Boston Celtics up five. You saw the emotion, and there was no coming back after that, Josh. That was a TSN turning point. I don't know that it was. Like, you let's don't think so? No, like, it's not like Kawhi going to the rim, getting hammered, not getting the call. Like, that was, it, it, let's put it this way. If the ref had blown that whistle and called that foul, it would have been a huge bailout of a disaster of a possession, uh, a broken no, 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 loss. But what I'm not saying, I'm not saying that the the TSN turning point was the no call. The TSN turning the point possession. is the fact that the possession yes. went. The yes. Raptors didn't execute. Like that offensive set was a mess. I might, and then Kyrie with the dagger the other way. That was ball game right I, there. I might go back even further to uh, the the questionable pull up three that Lowry took about, I think it was about a minute before that. As I said, I, I think the biggest thing was just execution, decision-making. Uh, on the offensive end, late in the game, you've got to be smarter, especially knowing who the focal point is. Sure. At that, and obviously Boston knows who the focal point is, and they're um, throwing their defensive attention at Kawhi. And Kawhi's smart about it, too. I mean, he's going to defer if he knows that it's it's for the best in that situation, if, if that's the way the defense is playing him. But that that's the difference for me. This wasn't Kawhi uh, seeing he was getting doubled or tripled and making the decision, finding an open man, Raptors taking the open shot and missing it. This was, to me, Kyle forcing a shot that wasn't there and a couple occasions Danny Green forcing a shot that wasn't there. The Raptors took some ill-advised looks. You can live with uh, an open shot rimming out. Uh, I'm not sure it's so easy to live with taking... Players you don't want taking tough shots down the stretch. I, taking I, those I shots. hear you. We got to discuss Kyle Lowry and his lack of confidence in shooting the ball right now. I still think, as well as he's played overall since coming back, uh, the Kyle Lowry confident three point shooter, guy that can create his own shot. We haven't quite seen him. And, and look, you saw the emotion and you heard it come through your radio after Kyrie Irving made that 30 foot three point shot. I mean, that was so massive for the Celtics. He's yelling and screaming. He's dra- grabbing his jersey. There's some profanities about this is their house in Boston. It, like that meant a ton for this ball club. Josh, I mean, fifth in the conference, they're looking to build off of something. And they got their spark right there. I think we we hit the nail on the head before the game. Unfortunately for the Raptors is that this game meant a whole lot more to the Celtics than it did to Toronto. That's not to say that the Raptors didn't come ready to play. They were awesome in the first quarter. That's not to say that this wasn't an important game for the Raptors. Maybe it should have been more important the way that they uh, approached it, especially late in the game. But for Boston, yeah, this, this was a chance to make a statement on ESPN. This was a chance to prove something, I think, to themselves more than anything else. They played really well, and as I said, like they were, they were in this from the get-go. Even when the Raptors got off to that hot start, the Celtics clearly showed up as well, and they were. This was like a playoff style game for them. If there was any identity crisis before this thing, like when I think Brad Stevens, Boston Celtics basketball, we haven't seen enough of it this year, but their identity in my mind has always been that tough-minded, physical team. We saw it tonight, the Raptors saw it tonight, and they shouldn't have been surprised. They looked surprised at times. There were points in this game where I thought to myself, 
they they can't be complaining about the physicality. They were at times. They need to match that physicality, and they didn't. They did in, in spurts, but I thought the Celtics were the more physical team tonight. Right. Um, we're still awaiting Nick Nurse. This was an ESPN broadcast. You're going to hear from Raptors hater and killer once upon a time in Paul Pierce. You'll hear from Kyrie Irving after this, and we will go inside the Raptors locker room. Raptors fans, we want you to participate as well. At Wheeler TN. SN at JLU1050 on Twitter. The text is 105050. The email live at TSN1050.ca. Share your thoughts on this Raptors defeat tonight. I know there's going to be some high emotions losing a ball game like this, but the Raptors still an impressive and NBA best 33 and 13 on the season. Here is head coach of the Toronto Raptors, Nick Nurse. You're up three, and and like you just you just can't turn the water off coming home. Yeah, well, we. Uh, I, th- I thought. I thought more. Um, obviously, we didn't. You know, the the last three minutes of the game got got away from us, and I think I almost blame more of it on the offense. I thought. I thought we. Um, we had a really good rhythm and momentum for such a long stretch there offensively, and then then we kind of took a couple quick shots and and didn't execute a couple things exactly right that, that we did like out of a timeout uh, one time, and you know you can't do that, and that puts you that puts you in the scramble back the other way, and and um, I thought um, we were we were making some adjustments defensively as we were going there it was getting a little better. I mean obviously Irving and Horford were were tough on us. Um, uh, and then Tatum hit that big three, and Kyrie hit the deep one, you know, to kind of put the thing away. What did you do in the third quarter defensively to turn things around? Because that's when you Yeah, well, I just think uh, the, the biggest thing that, that I saw in the second quarter, um, Jonesy, which was what we talked about at halftime, was our lack of physicality. I just didn't think we were into him enough. I didn't think we were fighting him through screens enough. Um, we weren't fighting for uh, post position enough. We weren't fighting for rebounds enough. You know, it was, it was like, that's not very scientific, but it, but it was it was a physicality thing. So I think we, we started, you know, playing a little bit more the way we needed to um, and did so for a, for a long stretch. What can you do with Kyrie Irving? This is the second game that you guys have come in here and he's kind of put the game in his pocket. Yeah, we're going to have to look. We, we, we thought we got to a couple good coverages late there, but uh, then he, then he kind of hit that one in transition deep. You know, that was really the we, – we, we blocked a couple, stole a couple. We we were into some good things there, you know. After after he had you know about 24 or so, which isn't that's kind of a light, not 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 a super heavy night for him, right? It's not like he, but he he was good, you know. That combination of, of Irving Horford is, is something uh, uh, that's difficult to guard, that's for sure. It was the kind of game you sort of expected here to be physical and tough and yeah. hard. You yeah. think you handled it generally well? Well, yeah, Doug. I think first of all we came out ready to go and executed really well. Um, disappointed in the way our bench kind of responded. You know that really turned the momentum of the game and then put us in chase mode a little bit. But but we didn't. You know I didn't think we. Um, you know we certainly didn't panic. We just kept playing. Uh, I thought we started finding some things. We had a we had a, a session of stalled offense there in the second quarter too, where we just wouldn't move and cut. You know, um, and that's. That's that's uh, you know the momentum and the crowd and stuff. Once in a while, get you get you froze up a little bit like that. But we weathered through that with some 
with some confidence and, and not much panic and, and got you know kind of got back in front and, and had our put ourselves with a, a chance to win that bench group doesn't really have that kind of experience either that tight game yeah. intense physicality they learn from this kind of thing with well I, I will say this about them they, they responded really well the second time around right obviously we talked to them at the half and, and had a big talk to them to start the fourth quarter and, and most of it was you just you got to be aggressive, man. You know, we got we got to be aggressive and, and get it up the floor and start punching gaps and hit the paint and and we, and we didn't do that in the second quarter, but we did in the fourth. They did a nice job in the fourth. Uh, Lowry and, and and Leonard with that second unit, yep. one of them. And tonight you went with Green. What what, what went into the thinking of that? Well, just just the matchups uh, uh, a little bit, um, and just kind of sometimes how it plays out with your rotations and, and things like that. Yeah. Is this was, I, you know, looking back on, it, I wish I would have. wish would have done something different. It didn't didn't turn out very good. Is this a game that do they need one of those two in that unit to to, to be sort of to, to match? Well, I think it certainly helps them. I, I, we got to get to a point maybe where they don't right, and they didn't seem to last year right. But it's a kind of a different group of guys right. But I, you know, listen, you take the way they played in the fourth quarter, and then they don't. They're, they're fine. But if if they're going to come out and play tentatively and sit back and be be back on their heels, then they're going to struggle against anybody's second unit right. So it's it's. It's that we're gonna we're gonna those guys are gonna learn from this game again. They've they've had some really good games here as of late, right? You know, not all of them. There's been some bad ones in there too, but we've got to minimize those moments and and then they got to stop happening. They got to at least tread water. They don't need to be last year's team that puts up plus 15 every time they step on the floor, but they need to when when our first unit goes out and plays well and has a has a nice command of the game. They need to keep command of it. Early in the fourth quarter, offensively, to get back in the game. Um, at the end of the game, were they doing something different, or did you guys just start kind of trying to go shot for shot and forcing it a little bit? Because it seemed like it just turned from moving the ball around to doing stuff to kind of guys just yeah, jacking up shots. We, we took a couple quick ones, Tim, for sure, right? And just and um, and, and then we kind of misexecuted a, a, a set out of a timeout, right? And then that, that turned into a tough possession too. I think um, they were just. Uh, yeah, our execution probably needed to be better, right? We we kind of took a couple shots up the floor. Um, I I don't know, I'm like like I'm I might live with one or two of those, but but you probably need to explore uh, what had been working because what had, what we had been doing was working really well. You use the word tentative. Was was Siakam a little tentative tonight for him? Um, he just didn't seem to. The ball didn't seem to find him much, right? Obviously, they tried to limit his touches. They did a little more switching to keep a body in front of him, and instead of helping on the screen and rolls, etc. Um, he didn't have the ball a lot tonight, except for when he brought it up the floor. So, but yeah, a little bit, a little bit. But he'll he'll bounce back. Okay. There's head coach of the Toronto Raptors, Nick Nurse, and his post-game comments. Gareth Wheeler, Josh Lundberg with you back in Raptors control in Toronto. Anything stand out to you there, Josh? I think he echoed a lot of the themes that we've already talked about. The bench play, the late game uh, offense. I, I mean, he, he mentioned specifically the offense late in the game. Defensively, obviously, the Raptors, I'm sure, would have liked to be better in, in slowing down, challenging Kyrie, but... It's almost like when Kyrie's hitting the shots that he was hitting at the end of the game, you you tip your cap to him. But offensively, I could sense you could sense from listening to it that's where Nurse was really disappointed in the team because they know they should be better than that. They know they can get better looks, better opportunities to score in those moments than they did. There was a lot of, as I said, guys that you don't want taking tough shots, taking those tough shots. It's bad enough when you're relying. 
on the tough shots late in games, but if that's the case, you want it to be Kawhi taking that tough shot, not Danny Green taking a mid-range turnaround with time left on the clock. So I think that's what stood out probably to Nurse uh, there, and and that's what stood out in the comments. Well, I I like, it's very, very, this is one of the reasons why I really like Nick Nurse, one of the many reasons. He's honest. Yeah. He fully admitted there in the post game that it was a mistake not having Lowry or Leonard, one of them on the floor, with the second unit. He fully admitted that post game. He's like, yeah, in retrospect, I wish I did that because we're asking that group not to extend leads or take the lead. They're asking them to tread water. And without one of those two playing with that unit, they were unable to do that. But I like the honesty saying, yeah, you know what? That didn't work out the way that I wanted it to. And not all coaches can like, you know, take their, take their own medicine and say, you know what? It, it didn't work out for me tonight. I like how he admitted that. That said, I mean, Kyle came in three minutes into the second quarter, and by that point, the momentum had already started to shift. But even when it was Kyle with the bench, which has traditionally been good, that group struggled. Kyle himself struggled, which was strange because I thought he got off to a, a really Great start to this game. His first quarter was impressive. That was as good as I've seen him, as aggressive as I've seen him since the injury. And then all of a sudden, he just disappeared. And that sort of echoes the point that you made earlier where he was tentative on the night. I think 3 for 10 from the field, 10 points. I want to get into this a little bit more. But the bulk of that production, at least the positive side of that production, came in the first quarter. I think he had 7 of those 10 points in the first. So he was being aggressive, and not coincidentally, the Raptors played really well in the first quarter. Then Lowry shies away, and all of a sudden, things fall off, at least offensively. So, for me, this came down to point guard play tonight. 100%. And, And you made that point with the matchup, Lowry versus Kyrie Irving. Well, you mentioned it with the matchup. But I have it. I think we can zoom out here and look even further because, and this has been an ongoing theme this year too, the the Raptors' biggest strength going into the season, at least positionally, was the point guard spot. Lowry, Van Vliet, DeLon Wright. The Raptors got 10 points from those three point guards tonight, and 10 of them, all 10 of them, were from Lowry and seven of those came in the first quarter. So, in the final three quarters, the Raptors got three points from their three right. point guards who are supposed to be a big part of your rotation, a big part of your offense. That's a problem. DeLon Wright, after having a pretty good season last year, he's playing for a contract this year. He's taken a big step back. Fred, after being a, a Candidate for sixth man of the year last year has taken a big step back. Now he's battling a, a ton of different injuries, but he hasn't been the same player. And then Lowry, I mean, at least in terms of the offense, has really fallen off since his hot start to the season. Right. Um, I have people already hitting me up at Wheeler TSN defending Kyle Lowry. I want to get into this point guard matchup because I think that you're right. Uh, if you switch teams, Irving and Lowry straight up. The Raptors win this ball game. That was the difference. Irving stepping up in the latter moments of the game, hitting some big shots, and Kyle looking uncomfortable, not like he wanted to take it. We'll discuss what we saw from the point guard position. That's coming up next. You're going to hear from uh, the ESPN panel breaking it down. You're going to hear from Matt Devlin and Jack Armstrong as well. 
plenty of reaction to a big win this night for the Boston Celtics. 117, 108 over the Toronto Raptors. Wheeler and Lewenberg with you. If you want to weigh in as well, at WheelerTSN, at JLU1050. The text is 105050. The email live at tsn1050.ca. And this is the post-game show on Tangerine Raptors basketball across the TSN radio network. Shot clock at two. They got to go. Kawhi Leonard knocked away, and they've got a shot clock violation. And Kawhi Leonard with both hands out saying, where's the foul? Nick Nurse slapping down on his right forearm, asking the official, why is that not a foul call? Boston ball, front court, minute 45 to go. They lead 108-106. Money time, Irving three up top, good. The ghost of Uncle Drew knocks it down. And he's popping his collar saying, I get buckets. That was the secret sequence right there. Sherman Hamilton believed that it should have been a foul call on Kawhi Leonard. It was 50-50. Josh Lewenberg and I are kind of shaking our heads. No, and even if it, even if you say, yeah, it was 50-50, at that point, again, the shot clock is running out. It was a, a heave of a Hail Mary of a, a shot yeah, at the end of the prayer. shot clock. Yeah, that would have been a huge... It, it could happen. You could blow the whistle there, but that would have been a huge bailout on an already lost possession. Totally with you. And then Kyrie Irving, what do you want to say? That's Steph Curry territory. That was like 30 feet. That was a long way out, and the, the high screen was coming out, and Kawhi Leonard was matching up with Kyrie Irving. Like It was like the Raptors bench said, enough of Kyrie beating us. We're going to put our best defensive player on you, and Irving didn't even let that happen. Full credit, three, and his biggest three of the ball game of his 27. And that sequence right there went from 108-106 to 111-106. Really the ball game, and the Celtics ran away 117. 108 was the final. Wheeler and Lewenberg with you. I think it's appropriate to take some time and weigh in on this point guard, point guard matchup here tonight. Josh, you highlighted it as the marquee matchup tonight, and you were spot on with that. Irving, 11 of 19, 3 of 6 from distance, had 18 assists on the night. Yeah, he had 17, 7 turnovers, but 18 assists, good for 27 points. In comparison, Lowry, 3 of 10 from the floor, just one three-point make, 1 of 5, 10 points, and 7 assists. Let's zoom in on the fourth quarter. Kyrie Irving in the fourth, 10 points, 6 assists, 4 for 6 from the field. Kyle Lowry, 0 points, 0 assists, 0 for 2. Both of those shots were threes. Both of those shots, if you recall, came in the final four minutes. One of them was a, a really quick pull-up, three in transition, sort of ill-advised. I, I think more than anything else, I mean, he, he's he's one of the best players in the NBA that pull-up three in transition. But it's like time score situation there. You're up by four, right. four minutes left. Uh, Kawhi had it going. Uh, I mean, he Kawhi, we're, we're talking about the fourth quarter. Kawhi had 12 points in the fourth quarter. Outscored Kyrie. Uh, he's the guy that you want to go to in that situation. At the very least, you want to at least use some of the clock there and, and get a good look. So that was an ill-advised shot. And the other three was a 30-plus footer 
uh, about a minute later. So it, it was about not not only the the attempts, but where and when they came. For Kyle, I thought, I mean, he didn't have a three in the first quarter. He had seven points. I thought it was a great quarter for him, not because he was hitting the three, because he wasn't. He was being aggressive. Yes. He was getting to the rim. He was making stuff happen for himself, for his teammates. Aggressive defensively, getting out in transition, uh, pushing the tempo, pushing the pace. That, to me, is when Kyle Lowry is at his best. And that, to me, is when the Raptors are at their best. And he didn't do enough of it after their first quarter. I'm really glad you brought that up. And we'll make sure that we we post the, 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 the comparison in terms of the fourth quarter stat line. But you're right, Josh. It's not just... Being able to knock down a jump shot for Kyle Lowry, even though when he does and has in the past, he's done so with confidence. But it's that ability to run the offense. Like, when he starts deferring, the offense kind of falls apart in a way, right? Like, it just, everything ran dry. On some of those possessions down the stretch, it was like the ball got into his hands. And instead of working the clock or working a play and playing traffic cop, he kind of tried to get the ball out of his hands quickly into someone else's hands to then go out and create a shot. That's not the Kyle Lowry that's been so effective year after year, year after year. And that's not the way that he played in the first quarter either. Because in the first quarter, first quarter, you're right, he was being aggressive, he was facilitating. It's just that went away in the fourth quarter, and I'm not sure why. Yeah, I, I mean, you look at the Celtics in the fourth quarter, and they scored 30 points. 25 of them came from their three stars, Kyrie Irving, Al Horford, Jason Tatum. 25 points right there. They shot... 10 for 14. And the the Celtics as a team, 9 assists on 12 field goals. So you're you're playing the right way, but it's also your your biggest players, your stars that are coming through. The Raptors, as I mentioned, got 12 points from Kawhi Leonard. Who's the Raptors' second best player? Ooh, I well, there's second not, best not tonight. Player. No, period. Who's their Kyle second Lowry. best player? Kyle Lowry had zero points in the fourth quarter. Who's their third best player? Pascal Siakam. Pascal Siakam had two points in the fourth quarter. Who's their fourth best player? Uh, Serge Ibaka had zero points in the fourth quarter. Yeah. That's the difference <laughs> right there. Execution and your your stars stepping up in those moments. The Raptors, they had one star that was shining pretty bright in that situation, yeah, right. Kawhi, and he has been. They need others to step up. That's an ongoing theme. And, and the thing was, the shots that Kawhi Leonard made, some of them were phenomenal. Like, he was getting hacked and ones. Like, he was going through Boston Celtics defenders in order to create with some sensational finishes, right? Like, that's the thing. Nothing came easy in that fourth quarter. So, the offense kind of dried up. And that... In large part, the tone, the tempo is set by your starting point guard. That's why like, I, I, I stand by that statement. And I have so many people hitting me up now making excuses for Kyle Lowry. You know that he's just returned from a serious back injury. Yeah, I get it. He's already played four games. This is game number five. If you're good enough to play, then he's not going to go out and make excuses. Why make excuses for him? And the guy that he played tonight didn't play in his last game because he had a quad contusion, so he was coming back after a game off. Maybe it was just rest. Still, in this league... 
players play hurt. You play banged up. And if you're not healthy enough to go out and try to win a ball game in the latter stages, you're not fit enough to do that, then maybe you shouldn't be on the court, period. And I don't think, and we're going to hear from Kyle Lowry in a few moments, I guarantee he's not going out and making excuses for himself, nor should we for him. He's a perennial all-star in this league. He's a $30 million player. It's not me. Like This isn't like newsflash, this just in. He knows, and the team knows, that he needs to be better than that in the fourth quarter as well. His game speaks volumes to me when it comes to trying to decipher how healthy he is because you're right. He'll never tell you. You can ask him, is this bothering you? Is this bothering you? Are you hurt? He'll never tell you, but I I always say this. You watch him for even five minutes, and and you can tell because with somebody like Kawhi, I I mean, I I feel like a broken record. I've said this so much this year. Somebody like Kawhi, he could play at 50%. He probably was early in the year, at least significantly less than 100%, and he's still an all-star in Mm. part because of how big and strong and athletic he is, and LeBron, he can play at less than 100%. Kyle Lowry can't, and even when he's slightly less than 100%, if it's a back thing or or an elbow thing or whatever it is, like, it's significant significantly alters his impact and I still think he's valuable I tweeted this out in the first quarter that his mere presence on the floor makes the Raptors a better team to what degree that depends on how good Kyle is right like if he's not having a good game he's not going to make them that much better he'll probably make them better because of how smart he is and the things that he does and his impact his his IQ all of that Uh, so he makes them better almost always but if he's not at 100%, he's not the same player. And if he's not the same player, he's not having that same impact that you're used to seeing you. from Kyle Lowry. Uh, we're going to hear from Kyle Lowry in the next segment, but let's hear from his uh, the guy that got the best of him tonight in Kyrie Irving. He joined Lisa Salters of ESPN Postgame. And listen right at the end, a little nugget dropped by Lisa Salters. I was just telling Kyrie, it's like deja vu. The last time we saw you guys, you guys run against each other. It was the same thing, back and forth, like a brawl. What's it like to play in a game like this? Uh, it's a competitor's dream. Um, you know, going against the best of the best, top teams in the Eastern Conference in the whole entire league. And you got to test your talent, but also your, your basketball kind of savvy, your basketball knowledge out there and be able to be tough. And Russ were letting us play tonight, so it was a good competitive game. At what point in a game, or at what point in the fourth quarter do you know, here we go, it's going to be one of those games? Uh... I don't know. I mean, it just, well, I get whatever the game warrants, honestly. And, uh, you know, Kawhi was going to get it going. So I know I had to turn it up a notch for, for my teammates and, and really put them in a position to be successful and keep staying on, on, on the gas pedal. Now, this snaps a three-game losing streak. Uh, there was some drama the last few days, but we know that winning kind of cures everything. How do you build on this? I mean, what's the NBA without a little drama? Uh, you know, and, and, and for us, it's literally about growing. That's all. Uh, maturing as a group, maturing as individuals and coming together in times like this, you know, it's great to see that we can still smile and still compete at a very high level and get the best. We just got to become more consistent, and once that happens, and we'll run over everybody in this league, I can guarantee it. Thank you, Kawhi. Kyrie, sorry. <laughs> Yikes. We're going to run over everyone in this league. Thank you, Kawhi. Kawhi. Kyrie. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah, it happens. It happens to the best and worst of us. Uh, Kyrie Irving and his post-game comments. He's a confident little lad, isn't he? He is. <laughs> Going to run over the league. Well, you might want to jump over four other teams in your own conference. First, nonetheless, great game by Kyrie Irving. He was a difference maker. Celtics beat the Raps. You're going to hear from Kyle Lowry next as our post-game show rolls on right here on TSN 1050. 
Kawhi Leonard on the handle. Works near side, right wing. Floats it up and in and a foul. Oh man, he took two guys for a ride. Kawhi Leonard comes down the right side and he had more hands on him than people trying to pick up bread at a free bread line. And he banked it home and says, I'm still eating. I got one more to come. That made it 104-100 for the Raptors, and then everything, well, went the other direction from there. Raptors outscored 17-4 down the stretch and loses 1-1-17-108. It's a final. Kawhi Leonard, uh, 20 straight games with 20-plus points. Gareth Wheeler, Josh Lewenberg with you. That's the longest streak in the NBA. Uh, We'll ignore for the moment that... James Harden's got 19 games with 30-plus points, but it's one more game that Kawhi Leonard's been getting it done. He was sensational again tonight, Josh. 33 points, 10 of 19 for the Raptors, and he was the guy in the fourth quarter when the others weren't producing. He tried to put the team on his back as much as he could. He's been fantastic, especially in these big games, the the national TV games. He's stepped up all year. He's had some big games against Boston. Clearly, this is a matchup that, that he likes. He's playing his best basketball, not just as a Raptor, but ever in his career right now, and He's doing it consistently. It's every night. He doesn't take plays off. He doesn't take nights off. It's it's every possession. Um, and you're you're going to be in every game. You're going to be in uh, a good spot against just about every team in the NBA when you have a superstar playing at that level. Again, it's everybody else right now that has to step up and start playing to the best of their ability. Uh, in order for the Raptors to maximize this stretch that Kawhi is having. They'll be right back at it tomorrow night at home against the Phoenix Suns. Our coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Let's hear from Kyle Lowry after this disappointing loss last night. Or tonight, let's hear what he had to say after uh, the 117-108 defeat at the hands of the Boston Celtics. Kyle, take us through, uh, in terms of stretch time and execution, what are some of the things you guys think you need to work on to close these things out? Um, giving Wyatt some help. Uh, you know, a lot of things we've done is kind of, you know, give Kawhi the ball and get out the way. And uh, he's he's that talented of a player. But, you know, we got to help him. You know, and we got to do things differently. We got to be, um, pay attention to detail better. A lot of things to work on. What is what does the help look like? What is like you say attention to detail? What kinds of things are those? Adjustments. Make quicker adjustments. Um, you know, as players, we got to do it on the floor. Um, seeing the situation, seeing what we're going on, we just got to make um, decisions a little bit better, I guess, as players to you know communicate better. Did they need the game more than you did? No. We we want to win every single game. It seemed like you guys were in a really nice rhythm for a lot of What changed down the stretch? They got a. I think we we just kind of got comfortable with why taking over and making every shot and um, you know we can't you know he's he's really good at, he could do it but um, you know we got to give him some help. Yeah, and the flip side of that is the Celtics. You know they had three guys kind of contributing on that run they made at the end. Horford, Irving, and and Tatum all were chipping in at times. Well, I mean, Kyrie's done that to us two games in a row here. In the fourth quarter, so I say we got to make better, quicker adjustments, quicker. Nick said there were some coverages that worked on him when it was working. What 
you know, what kinds of things were you guys able to do? What covers work? On, on Kyrie, he said he thought he felt there was some working at, at times. What did he do tonight? He went crazy down the stretch. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty good game. I mean, he's a he's an all star. He's a talented player. I, mean, I don't think we really he had it going all night. You know, he got to the spots. So, you know, he kind of he played really well tonight. He gets it going like that. How hard is it to stop him? Tough. When you leave him, you know, when you let him play one on one, it's really tough to t really really tough to t stop. Yeah. You guys got back into it. What was going right for you? Well, got stops, getting out, playing with some pace. You know, um, yeah, Kawhi played great. You know, we made some shots and Serge made a few shots, but that's about it. There you go, Kyle Lowry post game an honest assessment, channeling his inner Josh Lunenberg, saying they need to give Kawhi Leonard more help. And if Raptors, simple as that, that's exactly what we're getting at. If Raptors fans are looking for good news tonight, he continues. Kyle does to refer to Kawhi as Y. So there you go, some budding chemistry, perhaps. <laughs> we just need to see more of that help from <laughs> yeah. him specifically on the floor in crunch time. Let's some hear- uh, some interesting before we move on. Yeah, some sure. interesting Kyrie Irving news coming down right now through or post-game reaction, okay. I should say, coming down through uh, Tim Bontoms of ESPN. Uh, he says that Jalen Brown was right about his criticism uh, of the team the other day, his public criticism. He says he can't be pointing fingers at teammates, needs to encourage them and push them um, and do it privately rather than publicly. And apparently, Kyrie says that he called LeBron James, of all of all people, his former teammate, to discuss what happened the last few days and how those two had similar discussions during their time with the Cavaliers. Right. Okay. I, like, even with that interview with Lisa Salters that we just heard, it's like, yeah, there's always a little, there's always something going on in the NBA. It's kind of the spice of life. Keeps everyone on their toes. And look, if you're going to go through these internal um, I don't know, frustrations, this internal discourse, right? Like, you want it to be happening in January. You don't want it to be March or April. Get it sorted now. So if there's ever a time for the Celtics to go through this, get it out of the way now, right? Now they're galvanized by a win tonight. Now it's about proving that they can go on a run of form and show any kind of consistency going forward. They've had other big wins this year. This isn't their only big win. But tonight it just kind of seemed a little bit more important coming off three bad losses. The season is long, and is. things get overblown, and people like to point at the media and say, well, we spin the stories and we stretch the stories, but this is a good example about how even in the room with guys' emotions uh, flare and tempers flare, sure. things get overblown even in the moment, even in the room, and it's easier, as we have saw today, to move past these things when you get a big win or a series of big wins. It's amazing how winning tends to kill. There's ego, they're competitors, they want to win every night, and uh, you get the, the sense of it when you hear, you know, the, the, what, they, what they're saying in both rooms after this one tonight. Let's hear from Kawhi Leonard, another 33-point performance. The man now referred to as why. Why not? Here is Kawhi Leonard in his post-game comments. Kawhi, we kind of talked about it this morning. People were asking about stretch time execution. You know, it was it was good in Washington. It wasn't great tonight. What what kinds of things do you see in terms of improvements that have to be made to finish games out? Uh, stops. Um, trying to get contests. Don't foul at the end. Um, guys hit some wide open shots at the end of the game. Uh, Hilford. Uh, Bang's got a good look at that three. Um, Kyrie hit a big deep three. Uh, 
just getting stops and rebounding, and then uh, we could talk about the offense. Tough team to handle down the stretch because they do have multiple options. And yeah, we talked about it earlier. The shooters, everybody can shoot the ball from three. Uh, can't really leave them open. And when you got Kyrie with the basketball, it's hard to just you know leave somebody on the island and play one on one. But uh, I mean, they did a good job tonight. He did a great job. He hit that deep one. You were on him, and it looked like you were squaring him up. And all of a sudden, he he rose up. Did he did he catch? You? How much did he catch you by surprise on that one? Uh, I mean, the stuff he do doesn't surprise me. You know what I mean? Uh, it was a screen coming. We switched the last couple plays. He probably read it, and uh, seeing that he had a, a second to shoot the ball, and he does what he did. He made it. Did they, did they get too reliant on you late in the game? Your teammates? Uh, no, I mean, that's what I have to do. Uh, that's what I'm here for. That's what I work for. And, uh, you know, just got to um, get some movement going rather than just be stationary out there. Um, even down the stretch, uh, I mean, it's not just down the stretch at times, it's, it goes uh, throughout the game. Sometimes when I do have the ball, just uh, no movement and. Just everybody watching me. What are you sensing? It's a pretty good rivalry with these guys right now. Um, I'm not sure uh, it's a rival. Um, you know, this is my first time playing against them four or three times this year, so um, that's something you have to ask those guys. You talked about stops, Kawhi. What in, in that late in that third quarter, that fourth quarter, when you guys started to come back, what kinds of things were working to help you get stops? What were you guys doing? We rebounded the basketball. When we went down, they were getting second chance, third chance, third chance to just shoot the ball in the hoop, uh, and we just rebounded. Well, you mentioned that sometimes the ball will stop a little bit when you... Sorry. You mentioned sometimes the ball will stop a little bit when you have it around. Or, I mean, the, the other guys in the court will kind of stand around and watch. What do you guys have to do to, to kind of change that? Is there... Uh, just keep playing basketball. I mean, we do it. Uh, it's just times we fall in and out of it. So just being consistent, like I've been saying on both ends. Kawhi Leonard post game saying the team needs stops and him pointing out that too often the team is sitting around watching them. I mean, it's a fair assessment, right? Like, you got to move off the ball. You got to get in positions. Be ready to take a shot. If he's doubled, if he's triple teamed, if he doesn't have a good look, there has to be other options. And when you get an open look, sounds simple. Got to be able to knock down your jump shot. And one of the things that sort of gets lost in this really good stretch that Kawhi has been having is the playmaking. He's been doing a much better job over these last few weeks of making plays, of passing the ball, of capitalizing as DeMar DeRozan used to do on all the defensive attention he's getting and finding guys. So you're right. Guys need to be ready to step up and hit those shots. And today, as I said... You could live with either Kawhi taking tough shots or Kawhi making the play to get others open shots and those guys just missing, but that wasn't even happening today. It was other guys forcing, and and that's what they can't have. Good news for the Raptors. They're back at it. Tomorrow night, we got the game for you right here on TSN 1050. We'll tell you who is coming into town, well, who's already here, and what we're looking for tomorrow night. Next, this is Tangerine Raptors basketball across the TSN radio network. Turnaround for the Raptors. Back at it tomorrow night at the Scotiabank Arena. 7 p.m. pregame. Myself, Gareth Wheeler. 
Dwayne Watson will be back tomorrow night. Good to have Sweets back on the broadcast. And Josh Lunenberg on location as the Phoenix Suns in Toronto. They're probably listening to this broadcast. Hello, Phoenix Suns, waiting for the Toronto Raptors. They just got smacked by the Indiana Pacers. Uh, They're a team right at the bottom of the Western Conference, Josh. A good team to play on the tail end of a back-to-back? You're yeah. going to draw up any team to play. Yeah, I mean, they're they're a good team to play at, at any time, I guess, if, if you're looking to bounce back and get a win. You're cer- we're certainly not going to be able to tell as much about the Raptors tomorrow as we we did today. It's not exactly the, the same type of litmus test. And who knows if we'll see Kawhi Leonard tomorrow. I would bet no. You're going to say no? I would bet no. 36, okay. 36 hard minutes tonight. Which was, I mean, that was the reality that going in. That's what we expected. We knew in a big game with the Raptors, thin on the wing, no OG, uh, no CJ Miles tonight. We knew that Kawhi would have to play big minutes. We know the, we knew those minutes would be tough, and they were. Uh, I, I would be very surprised. He hasn't played in a back-to-back yet, and I, I wouldn't expect this to be the one. Uh, if we're going to point out one area where the Raptors specifically need to be better tomorrow night... It's the point guard position. It goes beyond yep. Kyle Lowry. A combined three of 16 from the floor. In fact, Van Vliet and DeLon Wright put up donuts tonight. I mean, that contributed to where the Raptors were. We focused on the fourth quarter because the Raptors had a lead late. But, man, oh, man, it makes the lives of every player, other player, especially the starting unit, that much more difficult when those two all-important bench point guards are not playing and not producing. Yeah, I mean, we talked about Kyle likely not playing anywhere close to 100% right now, and I can't imagine... Fred is anywhere close to 100% right now, just coming back from the thigh contusion. He had back issues earlier this season, as well as probably right. a whole lot of other things. I mean, his injury chart is probably starting to look like the the, the dude on the operation yeah. box, yeah. the, the yeah. board game. Uh, but he's a tough guy, as Kyle is. They're playing through it, and they've got to find a way to make an impact through it. As for DeLon, I'm not sure what the issue is there, but as we talked about earlier, dude's playing for a contract. If not with the Raptors, he's trying to make an impression somewhere else, and he has not had a good season. No. Uh, The lunch pail, getting it out of that operation guy, always very difficult. The apple, oof, really drove me crazy. Good stuff tonight, Josh. We'll chat with you tomorrow night. Yes, sir. You'll be at it all day long. Follow Josh Lunenberg on Instagram, on Twitter, JLU1050, doing work for us across all platforms. Thanks to Keith, thanks to Tyler, thanks to Andy McNamara. Shout out to all three of them. Uh, Vital to each and every broadcast we put on right here on the station. And I am Gareth Wheeler. Raptors lose to the Celtics. Back at it tomorrow night at 7. Enjoy the rest of your night, Toronto.